right? Yeah. Let's go, baby! We're going to college football playoff! From the streets of Cincinnati, welcome to the jungle! going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the ice man jeff trenopole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of the cincinnati Bengals and the number four ranked university of cincinnati bearcat football team first team in college football history of the from a group of five schools to be in the college football playoffs I cannot freaking wait. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,417 subscribers. I'm kind of stuck there. Let's try to get some more subscribers. I would greatly appreciate it. Now, if you're watching on 
Facebook or Twitter, and you have yet, like I said, to subscribe to my channel, please do so. Go to Sports Strawberry Ice, hit the bell for the notification, hit the bell for the subscription, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew, we're doing super chat. So if you'd like to support what I'm doing, or you want to make sure you get your comment read, Give me a super chat. I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, as always, I'm coming to you live from the ice cave and it's cold as balls down here right now because it's <laughs> I'm in the basement and it's freezing. But I got the heat uh, heater kicked on, so hopefully it'll warm up. But the ice cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys. Sorry I missed the show yesterday. I had a guest and he rescheduled and like I said, I've been working crazy hours and I just didn't have time to set the show up and I went to bed like at seven o'clock last night. So <laughs> I was tired, So, but I'm back at it today. I got a very special guest. He is a crazy guy from Boston as a running joke. If you know, know what I mean? He's not from Boston. He's from across the pond. His, he is from the full 10 yards podcast. He is Kieran. Kieran, what's going on, brother? Bought my little uh, Boston flag so everyone knows where <laughs> I'm from today. There you go. Love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> that dude, I'm, I'm you're always gonna be that guy from Boston for me. That, that's just that's just <laughs> I, I'm never I'm never gonna escape that one no, random no, dude no, at that, PBS. That's, that's, that's just gonna be you. You you're gonna be the, the guy from Boston no matter. We'll, we'll, we'll be 80 years old. Like, hey, that's a guy from Boston. What's going on, man? <laughs> All right, so let's get that. into this. We got we have a Bengals loss uh, from the Chargers. We are going to take on the Suck Uniners. And we got the Bearcats in the college football playoffs. Uh, let's start with Joe Burrow's uh, pinky. Uh, Apparently, Jeff froze. I thought that was my end. I'm working on getting Jeff back, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but yes, hello again, everyone in chat. I would try and keep you entertained, but I'm not good by myself. Um, texting Jeff if we get back in very soon. This bad man. <laughs> 
I, I guess I'm going to hold down the fort until Jeff's here. So he just said he lost, just lost internet chat. He'll be back in a second. Um, we... <laughs> you are our content, right? That, that's hilarious. Um, put, oh, put, put some messages in chat for when Jeff gets back. I, w- I want to see his face. All, all, all the prayers uh, for Jeff in chat. Make sure he's uh, his internet gets back. Here's the thing, uh, Sam. I would love to talk about the Bengals, but it's better when Iceman's here because as much as, you know, I'm from Cincinnati, well, I live in Cincinnati, I enjoy the Bengals. It's that, <laughs> it's, 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 it's that, damn, that's that damn man, Joe Burrow. Like... Ever since I watched him, um, he first came to LSU in 2018. I was like, ah, this, this guy's all right. Had, had a decent first season, sort of, you know, what wasn't great was definitely like an LSU quarterback at the time where he, his, his whole job was handing the ball off. And then that 2019 season, he threw 60 touchdowns. And it was, to me, it, it was so crazy to me. I'd never seen a quarterback do that. So, that, that 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 that's one of the things. Hey, I'm back. I was just talking to your chat about Joe Burrow. Well, this, is, this is interesting. Well, like I said, it's it's cold as crap here in the house. We have to plug in heaters, so my 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 lovely wife plugged in the heater upstairs and blew a circuit. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So, so well, it just popped it, and I just I lost everything. I'm like, okay, well, I, so I'm texting you like, um, I hope you're still on because I'm not. <laughs> you, you gone now? Uh, I, I'm back. So, <laughs> so what were we, we talking to- about on my show? I was talking, um, so it was a few minutes of radio silence until uh, I was like, oh, texting you, making sure you were good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, then, like, uh, going, uh, I'm good. I just can't talk right now. I have no and then, internet. then chat told me it's my show, so I started talking about Joe Burrow. There you go. There you go. Well, what I was going to say is where I, I was talking about Joe Burrow and his, his pinky. Uh, he injured it pretty early in Sunday's game, and he finished the game out, and I don't – Honestly, yeah, he threw an interception. You remember what I text you, right, dude? I've been, I, I, I got sleep deprivation during the game. Oh, what, no, during what, the game, when I said Joe Burrow's a psychopath. Oh yes, yes, was that? <laughs> yes, you did. I remember that now. I, I do remember that. I'm like, I, I did. Oh, well, that was when I, I. You knew it before I did. I didn't even know he hurt his his pinky. I didn't know he he, he dislocated his pinky till like halftime. Yeah, he. Uh, and the crazy thing is, you saw it like. Offer a right angle like this, and you're like, "Damn, that looks like the same injury he had when Dwayne Haskins beat him out for the job." Still came <laughs> straight back out there. Absolutely. <laughs> me, me, me and my girlfriend were watching it, and he, he taped his finger on the sideline, and then he put a glove on, but came on the field with no tape, no glove. I was like, "Jesus Christ!" I He's like, "Screw you. this." Well, we're, I was talking to Bengals uh, captain Monday, and, and somebody was telling us where he threw the ball, or he, and he like screamed, like, "Yeah, I he." I saw the video. It looked it looked like he was in pain and just pissed off. Like you stupid, <laughs> like I ain't got time for this crap. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's what we learned about Joe in that 2019 season at LSU. Is so I I don't know if I texted you the picture, but I was talking about it on Twitter a lot. The famous picture of Joe being blindside blocked on a pick by a UCF player. Yeah, um, that man changed after that. So I mean. That knocked something loose in his brain. 
where he just turned into the ultimate competitor, complete psychopath. It doesn't matter if his legs hanging off; he'll still try and play. Exactly. I'm trying to cut up on the on the, uh, the the chat crew here, and everybody's making fun of my my uh, me losing losing the channel here. It says Royal Flush Terry says Cash App for the internet bill. It wasn't the internet; it was my house. Like I said, it's cold down here. We plugged in a heater and and it popped a circuit. So. <laughs> So anyway, all right. I, let's I, I know how cold it is right now. I woke up to snow. I was not impressed. Oh, dude, I, I went to work last night and, and I was watching all the before I went to bed. I was watching some of the weather guys. They're like, "Oh, it's not gonna be that much snow. You know, it's barely gonna be anything." I walk outside. I'm like, "Not much snow. My ass." I'm like, "The road's covered. Like, it sucks." <laughs> like, what the hell? Good going job, on? Texas. We'd have been screwed. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So Joe Burrow is most likely going to play. It sounds like. Uh, Trey Hopkins and Riley Reef are going to be back, and also Trey Waynes is cleared for practice. So I saw that. That's huge for you guys. Yeah. So hopefully Trey Waynes comes back. I I don't know about Cheeto. I'm not sure if Cheeto is going to play or not. We'll we'll have. To, I think that's still day to day. We we'll have to find out. <laughs> Tommy says. Tommy goes. I tuned in and the Ice Man wasn't here. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid house. It's cold. That's that's the problem here. So anyway, what what's your thoughts on let's 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 go back to the uh, Chargers game. What's your thoughts on that game? I mean, I mean, we got to a terrible start. I think the biggest problem was we didn't have Riley Reef, we didn't have Trey Hopkins, and our run game was 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 nothing. And that was what we were relied on big time the last two weeks. But dude, they came back. They were within two points. If Joe Mixon doesn't fumble that football, I think we're taking the lead. I this is controversial because you know how diehard LSU I am, but I honestly think that that Jamar Chase pick, where he basically handed the ball behind him, um, that sort of changed the momentum of the game. You strike that deep pass, and that that's a touchdown. You guys just the the entire team's headspace is different from then on, and I I I think that had something to do with it maybe not the entire thing but i don't want to take anything away from justin herbert the Chargers are a very good football team but they also have the same problem the bengals do right now they have an immense quarterback some really talented players but sometimes they just can't put it together on the field we what did i say to you this saturday the, uh this sunday sorry the only team that's really beat the bengals this year it's, it's been the bengals. the bengals yeah it's the bengals i mean i mean and, and again that's not to take anything away from the Chargers, but let's be honest uh, if you don't, if if <laughs> uh, if Chase, if Uno catches the damn ball, that's a touchdown. If uh, if Joe Mixon doesn't fumble the ball, that's a touchdown. That's fourteen points. And like I said, when Joe Mixon did it, we're only two points down. I, I think I'm going to say I think we're winning the game. We're at least taking the lead. What happens after that, I don't know. But the, the momentum was starting to switch, and as soon as Joe Mixon fumbled that ball. All the air went out of the stadium, and they still came back. I mean, they drove down the field, and uh, Burrow tried to force one in and threw another, intercep- another interception. And it, it was just a very disappointing game. And I, and I keep saying that we are a young team, and this we're going to have the ups and downs. That's what happens when you have a young team. That's what happens when you have a team learning how to win, and that's where they're at. And and, and but with the Sucky Niners coming up, I mean, hell, they lost to, to Seattle. So I mean, and it doesn't. I don't know if if uh, Debo is going to play, but when Debo doesn't play for the Sucky Niners, that's a a huge loss for them. Uh, he he basically is their offense right now. 
he he does everything as well. He plays he plays running back. He's he's like a blocking tight end on some plays. He's obviously a wide receiver. He he's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous in the utility, and that's what you guys have really really got got folks. You don't have Logan Wilson, which is you know a bit of a problem, but. As long as you guys make sure you've got guys who can come up, set the edges correctly, you've got guys down there in the box who are going to seal gaps as they open. I think you can just shut down their entire run offense. And you've got to make Jimmy G pass the ball now. I'm not saying Jimmy G's a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. He well, is a very he, average he's no, starter. He's no jackpot. Let's let's be honest. No, he, exactly. He's a very average starter. So, yeah, he'll, he'll make you some throws. He'll hit you some third downs, but he doesn't really have that X factor that's going to make you want to come and win, like we saw with Joe Burrow in that Jacksonville game, a game that I'm surprised not a lot of Bengals fans seem to remember this Sunday because a lot of people were losing their damn minds, and I yeah. was there like, hold on, hold they, on. They come I've back. seen this before. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. I, I was saying that exact same thing to my son. I said, I said, we can come back in this thing. He's like, it's over. Like, it's not over. And then we came back, scored a touchdown. I said, see, we're coming back. And then we scored another one. I was like, dude, we're driving. And then it makes him fumble the ball. Now let's get to, you know, we know uh, that Logan Wilson is definitely, he's going to be out this Sunday. I mean, uh, separated shoulder. He ain't playing this Sunday. Hopefully he's back the next week. Lindsay says, uh, they, need, uh, they need to talk to Zach Carpenter. Uh, and I know Zach Taylor has talked about trying to, possibly uh uh get a get a linebacker in um i would be surprised if they don't sign one i'm sure they've they've worked some out uh what's your thoughts on uh zach harpenter i mean i mean i mean in terms of like a guy to fill a spot i think he's kind of really good right now thank you blackthorn um I do think you potentially have some guys on your practice squad as well that you could maybe throw in there. I'm not 100% familiar with Well, the that's kind of what Zach said, squad. too. He said, he said we got guys who, who've been on, on the team for, for months and stuff, and, and he said he I'm more comfortable relying on them, which I, which honestly, I, I don't blame him. I mean, because they've been, they've been here. They've been in the system. They know more about what's going on than, than somebody off the street. But I do think as far as a body goes, you know, for a worst-case scenario, they do need to sign somebody because I think they've, I, I think Marcus Bailey is going to be back, so that's going to help. We got Bailey and and um, uh, Pratt, so those are your two starting linebackers. It's just the guys behind them is what a lot of this, lot of this game is going to be Jesse Bates. He he's he's going to be calling a lot of adjustments. Uh, I think this is week, yeah. where he's going to have more inexperienced linebackers in front of him. I think Jesse Bates's brain is going to get a proper workout this game. He's going to be very. very very field general out there, but uh, it, it literally is just stopping that run. And then you've got to force Jimmy G to throw. He doesn't have Debo. All you've got to keep covered then is George Kittle. I know he's hard to cover. And Brandon Ayuk, another guy who's ridiculously if, if, hard. If, if Debo's not in there, Kittle's a guy, he's going to be, he's going to be their main target. You, you, you got to get, get him covered. Yeah. Uh, but you are lucky in the fact that now they don't have Debo, their run game is going to be incredibly inconsistent because the only guy we see playing consistent roles for them in their run game is a wide receiver, which kind of talks to um, how the 49ers are as a team. But fingers crossed you get lucky and they start Trey Lance and you can absolutely pick that bitch off three or four times. Exactly. Jimmy G will throw it to you. I mean, so with... And until we brought it, brought it up, I think it was Terry. Uh, well, for Terry, we have Trey, Trey Wayne's back, but like I said he's been out for a month. I mean, he's going to help. I mean, it's going to take him a little while to get back to, the, to game 
game shape and game speed, I, I would think. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hope it comes in and he's plug and play and he's, you know, just like he hasn't missed a beat. But I would be surprised if that happens. So we, we got some issues. With, uh, we're gonna get, looks like we're going to get our offensive line all back. Bailey and Pratt are certainly going to earn themselves a little bit of extra money in the game time they play this week because one of them or, or both of them potentially is just going to have to sit on a zone in the middle of the field and the other one's going to have to <laughs> cover Jimmy G and right. then they're going to have to bring a safety or a corner to help as well because he's yeah, just like Tommy ridiculous. says here. Tommy says he said we may see Bell play a hybrid role this Sunday, which that, I, I could totally see that. Jesse Bates is going to have to come up big. I mean, he... And, and I'm not bagging on Jesse Bates, but he has unfortunately not had as good a year this year as he has uh, did last year. Because I mean, one of the I think it was uh, I think it was Bengal Sands. I think it was him who put this up on Twitter that uh, or no, no, I take that back. It was the guys on the NFL uh, NFL Live. Anyway, Jesse Bates got sucked in on the one of the touchdown passes. Jesse Bates got sucked in, thought it was a run, and they threw it right over the top, right over, to, over the top of him to Keenan Allen for a touchdown. Those are the plays that Jesse Bates wasn't making i mean you're gonna make a mistake from time to time but he's been doing that a, a little more this year than, than he has it so it's really he's gonna be a key to this defense he really needs to have a really good game with logan wilson out i think a little bit of that is is uh jesse bates second guessing himself because he knows he's got that contract coming yeah i think he's trying to go a little bit too hard Whereas if he just trusts his instincts and stops second-guessing himself, like you said on that play where he gets burned, I don't think that normally happens to him. He rarely gets left not, of his really. eyes in the backfield. He's always great to transition upfield, get his head around and locate the ball, and that just wasn't one of those plays. So that was, you know, I think it's just one of those things. He's going a bit too hard, second-guessing himself. Just pay him the money. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, oh, dude, I, I, this is nothing against Jesse Bates. He, he, I think, I still think he's one of the best safeties in the league, and I think uh, they, they are going to sign him. And, and I said this before: Troy Blackburn told me after practice they want to sign him, um, but the agent wanted to wait till after the season. So, we'll which see. I told you at the time shows massive maturity and massive team loyalty. Exactly. Let's get the Steve Stephen here, Montgomery. I think he, he's uh, new to the show. Uh, you know what what I got faith on is our D-line disrupting Jimmy G. He hasn't once right, he <laughs> we'll try it again. He wasn't one the same a couple years ago, or hasn't been, I think he means it hasn't been the same as a couple years ago. Yeah. If we can get pressure, and it's I'll say it's the same that I say every game. You get pressure on a quarterback, it changes everything. And this D D-line has pretty consistently gotten pressure on the quarterbacks. Um, th this season, and uh, you get the pressure on Jimmy G. It's, he's going to throw the ball to you. So I, I'm, I'm very confident. I mean, usually when the Bengals this year have lost back or lost a game that they shouldn't have, they bounce back the next week and they're and they're ready to go. So, and it's the Sucky Niners, and I will never root for the Sucky Niners ever. That's why I call them the Sucky Niners. They're so up and down though. They'll have performances where they look like the team they were when they went to the Super Bowl, and then. Uh, a week later, they'll get absolutely thrashed by like the Seahawks, and it really doesn't make sense to me. And I think a coaching is the lot of their inconsistency. Shanahan, he's so hot and cold because look at Jimmy G when he first arrived at San Fran, and yeah, he has a winning record with Jimmy G as a starter. But compare that to how Jimmy G played in New England, for example. Uh, right. uh, 
under uh, the world's best coach, a man who can win a game against Buffalo with only two completed you're, you're, passes. You're, you're you're not biased at all, are you? When you when you when you say that at all, being being a Patriots fan, it's nothing to do with me being from Boston. <laughs> See, that, that's exactly. See, you're from Boston, and you're you're a Patriots fan, exactly. <laughs> all right, Jeff Holmes here says Jeremy Flowers. ESPN tweeted yesterday that the Bengals are hoping that Logan Wilson's shoulder injury will keep him out one, maybe two games, probably longer. I mean, I've had, I, dude, I've dislocated my shoulder before. I'm not trying to play football. Uh, it hurts like a, oh, it hurts like Especially crazy. Especially linebacker. Yeah. And, and the thing, as long as he didn't tear anything, it, it's just a matter of, of just getting the shoulder strong enough to be able to move. I mean, I mean, look, you're going to rehab a shoulder it's way different in the NFL than whatever I did. I mean, it took, I mean, I popped mine out like 10 years ago and honestly, in like last two years, it's finally <laughs> feeling back to normal. Now I popped it out twice. So that Bro, my knee still hurt when it gets this cold, but um, yeah. with him, you don't want to, you don't want to rush him back. That's the problem. No, Especially no, exactly. if you guys do have playoff aspirations, he's going to be very important in the postseason. So you don't want to bring him back early and then get to the postseason and he plays like he's got a rocket yeah, issue. Well, that's for, the thing for the too, whole time. That's a great point you said. I mean, I I think the Bengals and, and Zach Taylor said this in his press conference today. The, they, right now, the Bengals don't have to rely on anybody to get in the playoffs. It's all on them. It's all in front of them. So if they can take care of business and get into the playoffs, I and if we have to wait till the playoffs get Logan Wilson back, that then I would. I would prefer that or not prefer that. I, I would, I would do that because rushing him back, it can be a lingering effect onto next year and, and into the future. I would rather him come back as uh, close to hundred percent as he can. I mean, he pops his shoulder up. It's not going to be hundred percent at all this year. It's just not going to, you dislocate a joint, any joint, same with Joe Burrow's finger. You dislocate something like that. It, it's not going to be good all year. They're just going to have to deal with it, get to more they can play with. Now the difference between, Joe Burrow's pinky and Logan Wilson's shoulder, it's a big difference. I mean, if Joe Burrow popped his shoulder out, he'd be done for a while. Now, Joe, it's just a pinky. And when you're trying to throw a football, the pinky is the, the least used part of the finger, so it's not as big of a deal, so he can play through it. Yeah, he's going to be throwing uh, passes like, you know, posh people sip their champagne, pinky just like, just like there's, out. There's, there's, there's English guys. Oh, cheerio. Yeah, cheerio. That, that, that's, that's his afternoon tea <laughs> pass. Um, exactly. But yeah, Stevens just mentioned in the chat, Mixon will have to be the difference. And uh -huh. that is 100% yep, true. That is true. But we've seen Mixon can go off. He's had games this season where he's gone for nearly 200 yards on the ground. He's an absolute animal. You just got to keep feeding him. Don't, don't fall into the trap that Zach Taylor does a lot where he doesn't get those big runs early and then kind of puts too much on Joe. We're forgetting Joe is still a second-year quarterback and we've only seen him once without the brace off and I don't think it was a good game for him. Now, I don't know how much of that was the mental side of the game where he maybe was getting rid of the ball a little bit too early, not trying to get hit on that, you know, freshly unbuckled knee. It's tough. It's tough. All right, Terry here says... Uh... If we won't get Wilson back unless we make the a deep playoff run, let's just make a deep playoff run. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying that. I mean, it depends on how I mean, he could come back. I he I I think at the earliest he's out for two two weeks. I I that's just my personal opinion from dealing with popping a shoulder out. I, I think it's going to be at least two weeks, and he's going to have to have a uh, some kind of strap or something on that shoulder, you know, so he doesn't doesn't pop it out again. Because just I I like I said from personal experience. 
once you pop those things out, it's easy to pop them out again. It, like for, for the rest of your life. <laughs> if yeah. he's there to support you guys this weekend, I guarantee you'll see him strapped up uh, unless he decides to, I don't know, stay home, get healthy. But knowing who Logan Wilson is, and before he got drafted, by the way, I wrote a lovely little piece on Logan Wilson talking about how he would be the steal of the draft at linebacker. So you can call me a uh, mystic KP. I predict these things, but he <laughs> he's that sort of guy. He is very much a team player. People love him. He's a big locker room guy. So if he wasn't there, if, if you don't see him on the sidelines, I will be surprised. Oh, yeah, he's, he's going to be on the sidelines. I, I, I would be shocked if he's not. Steven here says, I feel like the Chargers had a game plan for him. We could have switched it up like LeFleur does with Jones and Green Bay. Running sweeps, screens, Taylor, ha- Taylor has to elevate the offense. I, I agree to that to, to, a, to a certain extent. A lot of it, to me, we did not have Riley Reef and we did not have Trey Coppins, which, Steven, goes to your point. They could have switched it up and done something a little different. I, I, I agree with you on that. That, that's where I come back this week. We got them both back. And the last, the two weeks before that, the, the Raiders and then the, um, um, oh, crud, who was that? We, we beat after the Raiders. I can't remember. Um, oh, Steelers. Yeah, duh, the Squealers. Uh, Joe Mixon ran all over the place. So I think they're going to get back to that with, with a, a healthy offensive line. And with the defense banged up, you're definitely going to have to ball control because you're at to, the best defense sometimes is uh, offense. Control the ball, running game, you know, burn burn the clock up. That's what I think their game plan is going to have to be this week because of the guys on the defense that are not going to be there. Yeah, you you got such good run blockers now. I've seen you absolutely bully people this season. So not giving it to – here's the thing with Mixon as well. As a tough guy, as a tough dude. The fact that you're not giving it to him 25 times a game is just confusing to me because he is going to move the chains. He is going right. to get you the yardage. And sometimes in those short yardage situations where it is a second and three, it is a third and one, it's the perfect guy to go to because he's always going to get you a couple yards. Yeah, exactly. And Blackthorn here is talking about injuries. He said Ravens have had more injuries <clears throat> excuse me, than anyone all year. And look how they're doing. For the Bengals, it should be the next man up and keep going. I agree with you on that, Buckhorn. But the reason the Ratbirds are where they're at, and I hate to say it, is Lamar. Lamar. If if Lamar wasn't as good as he as he is, they wouldn't be anywhere close to what they're doing. I mean, he has pulled games out of his ass this year. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's be honest. And, and I think yeah. it's, I, honestly, I think it's starting to wear on him. I mean, they've put everything on Lamar Jackson. And that's where he's getting to where he's trying so hard. He's trying to make a play. He's just throwing the ball up. And that's where he's getting intercepted. So he's a phenomenal talent, but it's a team game. Yes, yes, exactly. And and that can only that's a great point. That can only last so long. And him getting, and I've said this about Lamar Jackson. And I think Steve Young said it, or somebody said there's a lot of young running quarterbacks. There's not a lot of old run running quarterbacks. That's where I'm like, enjoy enjoy Lamar Jackson for now because eventually all these hits he's taking there they are going to catch up to him and this year is really going to wear him out it already has that's where they're starting to, to fall back i think so look at the playoffs I, last I, year I, what's that he got hurt in the playoffs last year yeah exactly 
So a lot of it, like I said, a lot of the Ravens, yes, next man up, you're right. But Lamar Jackson has just been unbelievable for them. So that, that's, to me, that's that's why they've played. And, let, and look, the Bengals, knock on wood, we got lucky. We haven't had barely any, any injuries. I mean, this is the most injured we've been all year. Now it sucks that it's the second half of the season. We're starting to playoff run. But it's still not injuries we can't co- overcome. It's still not things, you know, it's not, not nobody's out for the year. You know, I mean, Logan Wilson. Yeah, you're not missing. You're not missing Joe. Yes. Or you're not missing Mixon. You're Mm -hmm. not missing guys that make the whole team collapse around them or make the the defense go. Or or, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, And uh, it's just it's a tough situation. Logan Wilson is definitely the quarterback of that defense, but. This is the time you can step up. This is the time you can say, hey, Logan, we are going to bring a big dub home, home for you. All right, Black Florence says, so you're saying Burrow isn't as good as Lamar. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Uh, not at all what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're different quarterbacks. They're completely different quarterbacks, and, and they are, are in different parts of their career. Like, like you said earlier in the broadcast here, Joe is technically barely past his rookie year as far as games played. Lamar Jackson is like, what, three, four games into his second season? Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson is in his fourth year. When Joe Burrow is in his fourth year, trust me, he's going to be at the top of of this league. I mean, I I have no doubt about that whatsoever. It's just they're in different different, uh, journeys of their career is where I'm at. And, And Lamar, just watch Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's made some unbelievable plays this year. I mean. He's electric. I said he was probably one of the best quarterbacks coming out of that draft class. Tom Brady even said that's one of the most immensely talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. And Lamar Jackson is good, but it's comparing apples to oranges because Joe Burrow is by no means even close to as physically talented as Lamar Jackson. But Joe has a lot of things that Lamar Jackson can never have. He has that elite ball placement. He has that crazy good football IQ. I think even more so, he maybe has a bit more dog in him than Lamar Jackson. And that is not to downplay Lamar Jackson as a competitor, but just look at what Joe's been through compared to what Lamar Jackson's been through. Whereas you hear like the worst worst thing Lamar Jackson has had to deal with in his career is being asked, would you like to play wide receiver or tight end? Whereas Joe Burrow's had hand injuries, his leg fell off one year. He he's been absolutely killing it though. So it, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But both are phenomenal. Run. Yeah, Joe. He said Joe can run too. Absolutely, Joe can run there. But Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow are two different quarterbacks. They're not. It's not the same game. Joe Joe doesn't. I mean, yeah, Joe makes plays with his legs, but not what Lamar does. And like you said, just said, Joe's come off a knee injury. So no, I, I'm not saying. Lamar Jackson is better, but I'm just I'm just saying the reason the Ra- Ravens or Rappers are where they're at is because of Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's not that's not breaking news. I think everybody watching the show would agree with me because they've had so many freaking injuries. I mean, that's that's just that's the reason they're they're in first place is Lamar Jackson. So let's get into your boy here. Could we we boasted both both of us love Uno. We've boasted about how great he was playing the first seven games. The last four have not been that good. He bobbled another one. Interception. What is going on with your boy? What do you think uh, the Bengals need to do? Do they need to move him around? Because he did talk about that in in one of the press conferences that LSU moved him around more um, to to try to get him open. What's your thoughts on that? He's a rookie. 
You, you, know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what I was going to say, dude's a rookie. He he came into this season after taking a year out of football. He dropped like two free balls in preseason. Everyone lost their shit. He, he's had 200-yard games this season, multiple touchdown games. He's on pace to hit like, I think, 1,300 yards or something ridiculous. He's on pace to smash a bunch of rookie records. And even as a Patriots fan, I think Jamar Chase should very much win Offensive Rookie of the Year still over Mac Jones. It's crazy that, that people are losing their fucking minds about this. It's one bad game. I understand that he's had a couple drops, but... Where's this media circus for all the drops Jalen Waddles had, or for the drops that Devonta Smiths had, or that Rondale? That every single player that a, a rookie wide receiver has had at least one drop this season. Right. I get that this one was um, on a main stage and it led to the interception, but where's everyone else? Where's everyone else's receivers getting dogged for drops as rookies? Right, bro. Jay Rice had a ton of drops his rookie year exactly now now the good thing is last week and we talked about this at the beginning of the year you take away one player another one steps up t higgins has stepped up the last two weeks and has been balling out so that that's that's where i'm like my thought process eventually is they're gonna get tired of t (laughs) killing them and they're gonna try to double team him and that opens up jamar again and that's just the way it's gonna be for as long as we have these two on our team, we we like I said, we have two legit number uh, X receivers. X, they're they're one one and one A. You know, however you want to put it, both those guys could be number one wide receivers on on anybody. I mean, else's you got three if you count Boyd. But yeah, you got Boyd too. So that's for to me. It's it's they're double doubling Chase. T's open. So eventually they're gonna have to switch or they're gonna have to figure something out or T's just gonna kill them. So again, I'm not worried about that. And and to me, the key to and I've said this before, the key to this week is Joe Mixon, primetime, Joe Dean. He's gotta get on it, get on his horse and and run the ball down their throats. Like I said, we got Hopkins back, we got Reef back. I, I think it's gonna be a win. I, I the one I, one concern for me is if Debo plays. If Debo plays, then you got two elite guys that you've got to cover. And with Logan Wilson not being in there, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. That's why I think Joe Mixon is a key to the offense and a key to the defense. Yeah, and even though he is a, a, a veteran, you can the best thing you can do to Jimmy G is put pressure on him, absolutely exactly. suffocate him back there, make him feel like he can't breathe and he's gasping for air, and that's how, how you're going to have to shut him down. Because uh, as long as you can cover Debo 10 yards up the field, you're getting pressure. You'll be fine. Right, exactly. Now, Jeff Holmes here says uh, he wants to know what's uh, Big Willie's chances of getting the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, right now he's in the semifinalists. So I think he's I think he's closer than he's ever been or he or he was there last year. I, I can't remember. Um, so go and go to NFL.com and vote, 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 vote so we can get him in there because we'll – but, but, for sure, Willie Anderson deserves to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What do I think his chances are? I, I don't know. Pro Football Hall of Fame does not respect the Bengals and our players. Uh, so it, I would not be surprised if he doesn't get in. <laughs> I just, I, I just, it's just what they've done, especially what they did. To, to they Tim don't Riley like this Paul year. Brown. They don't yeah. like Paul Brown because of what he did 
So now they hate on the Bengals. And it's tough because you are an immensely talented team and you have a lot of guys who should be in the Hall of Fame throughout your franchise's history. Absolutely. I mean, then we've talked about this a ton on here. And I, I, I was, like I said, I was very depressed and upset that Ken Riley did not get into Pro Football Hall of Fame. I am hoping like crazy Big Willie gets in because, I mean, Willie Anderson is is the second best offensive lineman in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. I, he'll even tell you that. I mean, you got Anthony Munoz, the greatest offensive lineman, I think, ever, in my opinion. That's the reason he's in. They, they, they could not keep Anthony Munoz out, no matter yeah, what they did. He was too you good. get to a point, if they didn't let Anthony Munoz in, then you're like, ain't that a bitch? They, right. they definitely bias against us now because right, that exactly. top, top five all-time linemen. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's get into my Bearcats. And if you guys saw the beginning of the show before I got knocked off of it, I did another victory lap. And I'm getting my legs are getting sore. I'm doing, I, I'm getting a lot of exercises doing all these victory laps between the, <laughs> the Bengals and the Bearcats. It's kind of cool. Okay, so we're, we're taking on Alabama. And of course, everybody goes, oh, well, you know, it was fun. Like my brother in law kills me. He did this last year to me. He's a, he's a Florida fan. He's SEC Barb. Boo. Hate to be a Gator. Hate <laughs> to be a Gator. And he did this to me last year. He's like, well, you know, they're about to get their ass whooped from Georgia. And I said, oh, yeah? Well, that wasn't true. We didn't get our ass whooped from Georgia. We should have freaking won the game, to be honest. And then he comes back this year. Well, it was fun while it lasted. I'm like, well, Alabama's offensive line is not as good as it was last year. Their tight ends aren't that good. They lost their second best or first best, first wide, or wide receiver this year. Matching, Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, we got a shot. I am not saying we're going to win. I have no idea. Am I saying the same thing I said against George last year? We're going to play with them. We got a chance. We're healthy. We're hungry. We're here to shock the world. We have got at least seven guys, I think, that will play on Sunday. That's the big difference. Now, I'm not saying it's yeah, more easily. than Alabama, but we, we got guys that are going to play. So, like I said, I, I, good. your thoughts. I talk. Good. I, I, I told you this already. The biggest problem you are going to face is Desmond Ridder starting cold. Like, you can't do that against Bama. Nope. You guys have got to be on your shit from the second you kick that ball off till the second the ref blows the final game whistle. You guys, Desmond Ridder needs to... I don't care if you have to throw, like, five or six three-yard slants to Alec Pierce in a row or to Josh Weil in a row, you need to get him going get early. Him going, yep. Pound that motherfucker. And then when they're starting to get a little bit weak down the middle, sling that hoe. We yep. know Desmond Ritter can throw that thing. He has got a cannon for an arm. Nay, a freaking howitzer. That guy can go off. You've got guys you can stretch the field. And then on defense, this is where it's really important. You can hang with them in de- on the defense. You have Two of the best corners in college football, the best corner tandem in college football. You have some solid linebackers, some great safeties. Your front four is some absolutely huge, gigantic men from Ohio. Get in there, put your foot on their neck, and do not let up until the game is over. The only problem is, it's motherfucking bam up. Like, 20 dudes on that team are going to be playing on Sunday soon. Bryce Young is an absolute stud. But yep. he's still, he's young. Get in there. Suffocate him. Then Desmond Ritter, <laughs> sling that motherfucker. I'm going to come down to nip at myself and kick you in the ass. You need to get going <laughs> early. Well, I, I'll put it to you this way. What, 
what shocked me, I mean, and I was shocked at how many points they put on, on Georgia's defense. That that shocked me. I, I did not see that coming up because Georgia wouldn't nobody was score, scoring on Georgia this year. So that that because to me the two best defenses in college football this year have been Georgia and Cincinnati. I think they've been the two best. But Alabama, the week before that, barely beat Auburn and they had a one-legged quarterback they're playing. So it depends on what Alabama team shows up. Now, if they take UC lightly, which I think they will, I think they might be I, looking forward to I disagree to there. Oh, you think so? Because Saban, Saban, we know what he's like. He doesn't even let freshmen talk to the media. That is a very, very disciplined football team. That That's where I will disagree with you. Saban has these guys locked in. And I think they will show more respect to Cincinnati, even though they're the number one ranked team, than maybe anyone else in the top 15 in the college football rankings. Georgia will. I'll tell, you, I, I'll tell you Georgia will. They, they know, they, yeah, they, Georgia they know, know you. Yeah, Georgia but, knows we but, can play him. <laughs> but Saban is a genius, and he knows True. if he takes you guys lightly, you fuck him up. You've yep. got an Alabama transfer at running back. He knows yep, what this team is capable of. So uh, that is where I will disagree. They will not take you lightly. Maybe the players are thinking that. But Alabama, Saban has got these guys so locked in you will get 100% respect from that Alabama team. And that is what you deserve from the past two seasons you've had. You've not lost a regular season game in two years. That speaks for itself because Alabama have. Yeah, De Desert Ritter, I think he's only lost, I think, six games in his entire college career, which is just absolutely ridiculous. I'm trying to find – I had the post for uh, Ford here of what his um, stats were. And I put it on the page. I'm trying to find it, but but I think we Ford is I think a key to this this thing on uh, on New Year's Day that he he needs to I you know he's got a chip on his shoulder. I can't find it. You know he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he wants to prove Alabama effed up. <laughs> you know he should have been the man, and I think he's gonna gonna have a game. And I do. I, and we you me said this. Almost every time we talk about the Bearcats, Dez has got to get off to a good start. Once he gets going, dude, he's unstoppable. And, and this is funny. I was talking to uh, one of the guys I was tailgating with on, uh, well, actually, the Steelers weekend. And we we're talking about Desmond. And I said, one, I said, one thing I, I, I said, I hope he doesn't get drafted by the, by the Squealers because I'll instantly stop rooting for him. He goes, he's not going to get drafted. He's not even going to get drafted. I'm like, like, what do you mean he's not going to get drafted? I said, dude, he's just probably the second best quarterback in, in college football. I said, the kid from Pittsburgh's probably number one. He's probably the second one getting drafted. Oh, no, he's not. I said, have you watched a UC football game? <laughs> like, I think, yeah, he he's the second or, or third, depending on which, uh, you know, draft extra you're looking at in college football. But like yeah, I'm said, watching a ton of tape on him for the new draft guide. I'm doing quarterbacks as we speak, and – if you're drafting Desmond Ritter, here's the thing. You're not drafting him for what he is now. You're drafting him what he can be in three years because of his immense physical talent. But he has enough talent to be, you know, a national championship winning quarterback at the college level. Mm -hmm. He just needs to trust in his coaching because his game isn't quite there yet, but he has a coach who can get everything perfect for him. Well, I'll put it this way. and I've said this before, and I said this at the beginning of, of the year. I don't care what conference you're in. If you go back-to-back -back years, 12-0 and in the regular season, you're a good damn football team. 
I don't care yeah. what conference you play in. You can sit there and say, well, if you go in the SEC, you would have done this. Like uh, The SEC had two teams this year. That's it. Two really good teams. That, But that the rest of the conference is down. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody keeps talking about SEC this, SEC that. Everybody else fired their coaches because they sucked, you know? So, I mean, in Alabama and, and Georgia, to be honest. Yeah, true. Who, who, who have they played? I mean, I, I mean, really, you say they played SEC. Okay, well, the SEC sucked this year. I mean, they weren't, they're not as good as, as they have been in past years, in my opinion. The, the, pro- the problem with the is everyone your game and get caught like Bama did against AM or or like Georgia did against Bama. It's very it's just it's such a tough conference to be in, but that's where it plays into Cincinnati's advantage. They have you know they've never played Alabama like this this form of Alabama. So it's not like some big boogeyman or some monkey they've got yeah, to get off their right. back. They're gonna go in there they know te- they know Alabama is going to respect them, but give them no room on that field. So, right. So what you guys need to do, just get off early. Even if you don't put points up immediately, get some first downs. Get Desmond comfortable. Get Ford some carries. Just, just you know, get out there and get loose. Because Fickle's a genius when it comes to coaching. Look at what he's done with this school. He was never expected to do anything at Cincinnati. People thought, right, he'll be back to Ohio State. In a few years, which, by the way, with all these job vacancies flying around, the only way I ever see him leaving is for Ohio State. Yeah, me too. Boo, Ohio State <laughs> sucks, but he is an alum. Right. But any player. You know, well, that's yeah. He's he's, yeah, he's a there, genius. Man, he's a genius coach. He's done so much with this team. He's an Ohio guy, and I think this game is going to mean more to him than the Georgia game did last year in that COVID hampered season when no really give a shit about the bowl games. This year is special. Kieran, they have a chance. They already made history. They, I mean, <laughs> they have a chance. They're already going down as the greatest football team in UC history. If they beat Alabama, <laughs> right. you, you know, you guys don't give a fuck if you win the college football well, championship right. exactly. if you beat Bama. That, that, that's the thing. If they beat Alabama, Nobody will remember who wins the national championship. Those will be like, oh, yeah, I remember Alabama lost to Cincinnati, the lowly Cincinnati. That'll be the biggest win of the college football season if Cincinnati can do this thing. Like I said, it'll be more, people will remember that more than they'll remember who won the national championship because it'll be such a shock. I mean, they're four, I think they're 14 and a half point underdogs. I think it's going to grow. It's going to get bigger than that. I think by the time, you know, we got, shoot, we got what, three weeks? Until I think game. you're looking at probably 24 points by yeah. the time. The, I, the game I wish starts. I could remember what the point spread was for the Georgia game last year because I know they didn't give us a chance at, at Georgia last at Georgia last year in the Peach Bowl. And like a I said, a lot of people lost money on that. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, look, look, and I wish I could remember. I cannot remember. He, he plays for the the Clowns now, but the offensive lineman who got thrown out in that game. If he doesn't get thrown out, I think we win that game because they were not getting pressure on Desmond Ritter at all until he got thrown out. Now, that's another key for me for the Bearcats this year is the offensive line has got to play their best game they played all year because the offensive no line mistake, yeah, it's no been, holding. It's been hit or miss this year. They haven't been as steady as they were last year. And Desmond can take off. He's athletic as well, but still, you need to. His biggest strength is his arm. That dude can sling it. 
Like, literally, it's scary how well he can get that ball out there. So as long as you can keep that pocket up for him and he can get that ball out, you're going to have enough opportunities. Uh, Roy has a question here. He said, wasn't Watson Brown the last UC coach to play Alabama and beat Bear Bryant? I Roy, Jesus, I, I must have been in the eighties. What? I no, that's no. I don't even know. I don't even remember Watson Brown as a coach, man. So you you got me on that one, and I know a lot about uh, UC history. But I got uh, Jim Kelly, the color analyst, coming on uh, tomorrow. So Roy, remember that question, and make sure you get on here tomorrow and ask because. I don't remember. I have no idea. Yeah, Hudson. That's right. Thanks, Roy. Hudson got through throughout. Yeah, that's who it was. So yeah. Um, and Fox says, uh, "Pretty sure, okay." Yeah, I, th- I think it was. He said, "Pretty sure it's twenty-one points last year." And I, well, I won't be surprised. It's going to be twenty-one to twenty-four points this year, I think. But again, it's just the 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 talent on this team is going to show through. And these guys all came back. I mean, these guys. A lot of these guys could have left last year and gone gone to the NFL. They wanted to come back. They wanted to come back for this reason because so many guys stayed on the field last year and watched Georgia and watched Confetti come down and get the Peach Bowl and all that, and they knew they had that game. They they proved to themselves they could play with Georgia, where they could play with the SEC teams, and that's the thing. You, these kids aren't going in this game just happy to be there. You know, I mean, I mean, Tim, uh, uh, um. Oh man, uh, UC's uh, ex uh, quarterback. Um, oh my God, I can't think of his name right now. He's on on the uh, radio here. Um, anyway, he has said when they did the uh, Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, they were just happy to be there. You know, they were excited to be there. You, I think you, these guys are going to be there. It's going to be a business trip. They're going there to win this thing. They're going there. Thinking they can win, they're not going to just oh let's enjoy this. This is great, yada yada yada. No 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 no. They came. They all came back. They dedicated this whole season to get to the point. Tony Pike, Jesus, thank you, Rob. Why I, I hate I hate when I have brain cramps. I can't. But Tony Pike has said that they they were just you know happy to be there. Crown, you, you said it too. Thanks. I don't know why. I just I'll, I'll start talking and I just brain cramp people's names. I get so much stuff going on, but. That's where I, that's that's another thing with this team. They're going to be ready to play. They're going there expecting to compete with this team. They're not yet. Yeah, this is where I'm going to requote the famous Conor McGregor line, which I feel like a lot of Cincinnati players are going to say, "We're not here to take part. We're here to take over." Exactly. And damn right. This is a business trip. You guys are going to be dialed in a week out. You are mm-hmm. going to be ready and. uh you got to come ready. It's Bama. That's a good team, guys. That's a very, very good team. Yeah, Rob says it, it, it's cold. My, my brain freezes from my basement <laughs> being cold. I, I agree with you on that, dude. It's starting to warm up, though, man. It's starting to warm up, so that, that helps. All right, since I have Bengals here, so let's let's go see. Uh, let's upset Alabama. Let's go to the Cotton Bowl. Let's go. I, yeah, I, I would love to go to the Cotton Bowl. It's like freaking $200 is the cheapest ticket. That would be awesome. It's, it's like a four hundred dollar plane ticket. So, but can yeah, I tell you this? If, Texas. Yeah, if they go, if they if they win, and they go to Indy, I'm going to be in, in Indianapolis somewhere. I'll be at some bar close to the stadium. Uh, I'm going to go have my flag. 
Because I might, it's going to be a long run, but I'll run my, my fat ass around that freaking stadium <laughs> with, with my Bearcat flag and they win this whole damn thing. <laughs> I'll be joining you, trust me, because that, that would be a moment in history. Uh, Crown here has, says, I have a question for you guys about Florida's new head coach. What do you got, Crown? Because uh, actually, I thought Florida's was a uh, head coach was going to be the uh, guy, the defense coordinator from uh, Oklahoma. I thought for sure he was going to be there, but he went to he or not Oklahoma. He went to Oklahoma uh, from Clemson. That's who I thought their new head coach was going to be. Well, Florida, Florida's had sort of a, a LSU esque exodus of recruits. Um, you know, we lost a ton of guys with Brian Kelly coming in, but that's because a lot of people committed to coach. Oh, I don't want to let that speak to Brian Kelly and his fake Southern accent, which family, family. We down, we down here in family, man. The the funniest thing, someone posted a picture of him in a suit at um, Notre Dame with the caption, I'd like one poor boy, please, <laughs> which I thought was, that shit was so funny to me. But we, we've lost some big recruits like the coldest Crawford and now Max Johnson's leaving, which also means his brother, the tight end, top-rated tight end in the nation, won't be coming to LSU. You know, and and that's it's happening that's, all over the place. I mean, I mean, the top quarterback going to Florida to, too. Yeah, the top quarterback going to Oklahoma is transferring going going to USC now. So it, players it, play for coaches. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's. I mean, well, of course you're going to go there, play for coaching, go and go there because you you, you want to go there because of the system, because the coach, because playing time. You know all all that stuff, and, and to me, and like 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 I just said about the SEC. I mean, Florida fired the coach. Um, uh, LSU fired their coach. I mean, they're and that that's that's where be, I'll ask your opinion on this. People are giving Riley Reef crap, and I think he he left because he didn't want to play in the SEC. I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm no. I'm a guy that says work work smarter and not harder. He can go to the Pac-10. And win that damn thing and, and go to the college football playoffs every year. He doesn't have to bang his head against LSU and Alabama and Georgia and all these guys every year. I It's it's tough because <laughs> Riley Reef. I'll tell you guys what he got offered because I don't know if everyone knows what he got offered. $110 million contract. USC bought both of his Oklahoma homes for $500,000 each, which way above asking price. He gets unlimited use for personal usage of the USC private jet. Personal. So if he wants to go on vacation, he can use the jet. (laughs) And a $6 million mansion in Southern California. Now, I'm not saying it's all about money. (laughs) And going to the SEC probably played a part in that. Yeah. That's a going, lot going, of shit you just got. Yeah, yeah. going to SEC, have your own pl- private jet, uh, six million dollar mansion. <laughs> Sign me up. And um, just to answer the guys in the uh, the uh, chat crew, no, I, I'm not going to do a, a victory lap naked. That that won't happen. <laughs> One, it's too damn cold right now, and nobody really wants to see that. <laughs> and my neighbors it's... think I'm nuts. They're uh, Blackthorn about the uh, victory lap. <laughs> Now, Jocko Johnson, just disrespectful. Is, is, is <laughs> disrespectful that you think the Bearcats you know, will only come... get two field goals. Come on, they dude. can't kick field goals, dog. Yeah, exactly. the field goal yeah. kicker. They yeah, need we, that's to score the one thing we suck at. Yeah, we can't kick field goals, so you, you, you haven't even watched the... <laughs> Unless you're thinking you miss an extra point, which is actually uh, we... entirely possible. Well, they... But um, Bama's yeah. going to take you seriously. This can be a good game. Yeah, it ain't going to be no 50, 56 to 6. 
So, no, I don't know it's coming. That is, and again, I'll keep throwing it out there. That's what everybody said about uh, George last year. I mean, dude, I, I'm telling you, the Georgia fans last year, and, and they still call on my show, but they are way more respectful <laughs> than they were last year. They were talking all pro- kinds of garbage. I hate Bama fans. I hate well, Bama fans. Oh, dude. I, like, well, you saw the, the idiot on Twitter who, who came after uh, Bengalorian and me and, 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 and Hubei and all them. He's he's crazy, dude. I, I don't even know. It was a Bengals post, and he's going off on us about Alabama. I was like, all right, dude. You're, well, you're you saw me shot. go off on him. Me and that other dude got his account suspended. We ain't give a shit about no <laughs> Bama fans. Some weak-ass cousin fucking hillbilly dumbasses. I ain't got no concern with Bama fans. Now, Nick Saban and that team, they get a lot of respect from me. But them fans, them damn think a phone is a piece of twine in a tin can having asses, I don't respect them at all. <laughs> Fuck the University of Alabama. Woo! I'll say what Coach O said in 2019. Roll Tide what? Fuck you. <laughs> there you go. Kieran's throwing it down. All right, since that Bengal here says, Alabama's never played UC, so it's going to be a good matchup. This is going to be a good match is over who's going to get the last touchdown. I hope I hope UC sees, matter of fact, I know it's going to be UC, one of the last touchdowns to win the game, just going to be an upset alert. Look, put it this way. If, uh, if, um, UC does win this, it's going to be a close game. We're, we ain't blown out. We ain't, there, nobody, I don't think, and that's what everybody keeps saying, you know, UC's going to go there and get blown out. First of all, so what? I mean, Ohio State's got blown out how many damn times in the semifinals? Clemson got blown out by LSU. It ain't the first time. That, that, and that's the thing that kills me. If UC does go in there and for some gets blown out, everybody's like, see, they, they don't deserve to be there. I'm like, that's bullshit. They don't, you don't say that when Oklahoma goes there and gets blown out or, or, or Clemson gets blown out, or Ohio State gets blown out. I mean, and by the way, Oklahoma times... gets blown out every time they've been in the college football playoffs. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, that's where I'm like, that, to me, that argument is, is there's nothing there. There's, that doesn't hold any water at all. Because almost every time in the in the college football playoffs, they start one of these games is a freaking blowout. Now I'm hoping it's Georgia over Michigan and not Cincinnati over or losing to Alabama. We'll find out. And like I said, I'm not going there saying we're going to beat Alabama. I don't know. I We are going to play with them. We, it's not going to be – and if it's a blowout, then I'm wrong. <laughs> and I'll be shocked, but I, I just don't I just don't think it's going to be a blowout. Crypt Keeper Yeah, they, they says, respect you too much. They, they, they we, we know this. You know, Nick Saban, he's been around the block. He knows not to take teams lightly because he knows what happens when he does. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's just it, – it's UC is is – too talented, and like I said, and the thing is, look, they got, and Bengals captain brought this up, they got nothing to lose. Everybody expects them to go there and get blown, blown out. You get blown out, you get blown out. So what? Who cares? We're the first group of five school to be in the college football playoff. Not that I'm saying I'm I'm happy with that, and, and that's all I want. No, I want more. I want to win the whole damn thing. But they have not. They literally have nothing to lose. So I don't think there's the pressure is on Alabama to not lose to Cincinnati. What does Cincinnati have to, I mean, if they show up and they get, like I said, they get their ass kicked, oh, well, that's what I thought was going to happen, you know? If they show up and they play and it gets close, Alabama's balls are going to get about this big <laughs> and UC's going to take over, my opinion. Hey, show, show them that Cincinnati cold. Them motherfuckers don't know what hit them down there with the mesquites and their badass barbecue. 
you got to go down there. Like I said, they're going to respect you anyway, but you got to earn the Alabama fans' respect, which is hard. Not a lot of them are literate. They struggle with internet usage and things like that. So that might be a little bit harder. But you guys go down there and give them a game. I'm damn sure you're going to get a lot of respect from the rest of the college football world. Oh, absolutely. And and that's the thing. And that's what these players are looking for. No matter what they say, they don't pay attention yet. Bull crap. They pay attention. They want respect put on the University of Cincinnati, and it's going to happen. And, and well, I mean, either way, because if it's a close game, it's going to be it, it's going to be put on them. If they win it, it's definitely going to be put on it. So that, even that's if you where... lose, you still haven't lost a regular season game in two fucking years. That's not <laughs> done often in the we, college football world. We haven't lost a home game in four years. Four years. We've been undefeated at home for four years. I don't know what the hell the record uh-huh. is, but that that's that's pretty good. Again. I don't care what conference you're in. First of all, you go two years undefeated. That's damn hard. You go four years without losing a game. Desmond Ritter has only lost, I think, six games in his whole college football career. If he if he wins, if they, I think he's third right now. He's third right now as the third winningest college quarterback in college football history. We're talking history, okay? He, I think he's a 40, 43. And 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 Colt McCoy's got forty five or forty seven, somewhere around there. Who's the hey, winning? It? It's Kellen Moore, right? Yeah, Kellen Moore's he's 50, got 50. 50 yeah, and free. Yeah, he's not catching catching them, but he's got a chance to tie. If you if you win the whole thing, he's got a chance to tie. Uh, 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 who I just said, the quarterback for Texas, Colt be, McCoy. Yeah, yeah, Colt McCoy, and be the second. You know, be number two in the huge. in the most. And the thing is, too, another thing, I, I got all this from Chad Brendel on the uh, Bearcat Bounce podcast. His winning percentage. Would be higher than Colt McCoy's. So by that narrative, he would be the the number one, the number two quarterback ever in college okay. football. Okay, playoffs okay. Are winning. That's I mean, huge. You can't you can't argue with that. I don't care who you're playing. That's legitimate stuff right there. Yeah, no, he he's a beast, and and nobody can deny that. And he's got all the physical traits to be an NFL great. <laughs> Rob says mental note with Karen on strawberry ice show is is no longer. You can't PG. get me talking about Bama dog. I get angry. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, hey, I got a question. We, there, there is some kind of rumor going around that we we might be doing a, a podcast ourselves a little later on here. We'll see what's going on. But I just I got a question. We've been thinking about different. Names. I'm just gonna put it out there. We might do it. We might not. I just put it out there. We've been trying to think of different names for this. And it's gonna be if if we do it, it's gonna be a college and or college and pro uh, podcast. Basically, Cincinnati Bearcats and Bengals, and and covering that for you guys. And once a week, we're still working out the logistics. But we're trying to figure out a name. And I've been I've, we've been bouncing different stuff back and forth. Kings of Cincinnati. Um, I said what the Cincy boy and the English boy and uh, you. What was yeah. the last, last one you Kings said? of Queen City, Queen yeah. City Revival. Just you know some some Cincinnati based names. Yeah. So I know. Crypt Keeper is awesome at coming up with different names and stuff like that. So if you guys got any kind of names for the the podcast that we might be doing, we're not sure yet. We might be doing. We're still working out the logistics. Uh, put them in the group chat or or tweet tweet Kieran or myself out and let us know. So what are you doing uh, Sunday? You're gonna watch the uh, Bengals and the Sucky Niners. My team's on a bye week, but. As it always goes, I have two screens. I watch the Patriots and the Bengals. But uh, 
yeah, Bengals game this week. I'm going to have a big old flask of tea. I'm going to take myself some snacks. I'm going to get the Bengals up on the screen. And Joe Burrow needs to go out there and run the score up, man. Dude, I, I can't wait. It's a four four twenty five kick, so it's gonna be. You're gonna be long. at PBS, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And, and, I, and honestly, with my work schedule, I am happy it's later, <laughs> so I can sleep in on Sunday and still go in and enjoy some tailgating and, and try to get in get in there early. Um, I think the Bengals can win this. I mean, I I, I pick them every, every week. Um, but it's it's gonna be close and. It just like I said, it, it depends on if Debo plays. And you got it's first, crunch time. Yeah, it's and I love what Zach Taylor said. Everything is in front of them; it's in their hands, and that's what you want. They have worked their ass off to get the playoff bid in their hands. This guy got you've there killed every first. single expectation that people have had of you. People coming out of the season, oh, they're going to be two and fifteen. Oh, they're not going to be above five hundred. Shut the fuck up. Do you see the talent this team has? This Cincinnati Bengals team is very, very good, and I'm sick of people disparaging them, man. Me too, dude. I, and I mean, I've been fighting it all, all year. And the thing, because everybody keeps saying, uh, you know, next year is going to be the year. Well, I agree. Next year we're going to be even better because we're going to have players where. Not that, we, not that we didn't have players come this year that want to come. We're going to have more players that are going to want to come and play with Jackpot, Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase, and the rest of these guys. And we got a chance, I think, to make a run, a, a multiple run here. I, I think th- this division is is theirs for the Bengals to, to take. I mean, the Ravens, like I said, they're getting injured. Browns aren't what they thought they were. They it, were it's a all popular there for landing Bengals. spot now. You are a very popular landing spot. Mm-hmm. You're going to have, hopefully, in the next few years, you're going to have some big-name free agents drinking their beer outside Great American Ballpark in the Little Dora spots. The city is going to have some big hitters coming, and it's mainly because of Joe Burrow. But now, maybe, finally, we can dead the media narrative and idiots like Colin Cowhead <laughs> talking a load of crap about, mm, nobody wants to go play there. They have to practice outside. Oh, yeah, God. like a little bit of cold. Ever hurt everyone, you soft California ass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and Rob Duggan here says we have uh, Joseph Osai back, back next year. I can't wait to see him play. I, I was so dis- 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 yeah, disappointed. Yeah, Crips got one. <laughs> Beat down. <it's- laughs> Why do they always think I love beans? <laughs> you're from Boston, I do. eh? I, you're, you're from I Boston. I do like That's beans why. on toast. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. All right, man. It's about 640. I think I'm going to roll on out of here. Tell uh, everybody you got a, you got the um, scouting guide coming up. Uh, I know you had some articles uh, come out and you got your own podcast. So go ahead, promote yourself. Yeah, dropped a great article over on full10yards.com the other day about Quinn Ewer's possible landing site being Texas. And then as if by magic, as if I'm some sort of genius, he visited with Texas uh, this week. So I guess I know what I'm talking about there. Oh! He's from, he's, from, he's from Texas. It just makes sense. Um, yeah, and if you head over to full10yards.com, you can also see my Twitter there on the screen. Head over there. We've got a lot of big things coming in April and then potentially a big, well, depend. we just don't know where it's going to be hosted yet, but me and, me and the Iceman have a very big announcement coming from you guys soon. We're just deciding where it's going to be. Yeah, uh, we're going to have the then, logistics. Yeah, then we'll get back to you. 
Exactly, exactly. All right, Kieran, as always, it's a blast. Who day, brother? Who day, bro? Uh, I'm going to go make dinner. Good to see you all guys. Love you all in chat as well. I right, do. Later. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that as always as much as I did. Kieran's a great guy. You know, he's from Boston, you know. <laughs> he's not really from Boston, though. Like I said, if you watch this enough times, you know I'm talking about. It's a little inside joke we got. But I like to thank the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them there. Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, of Bearcat Country. Since I read Driving Third, Heading for Home, the Ohio State Bucknuts, the Ice Bar. And then you follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopolo. TikTok is at Iceman90. If you missed the show and can't sit or watch this for an hour, you can listen to it. Check it out on the podcast. It's on BeanPod, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment. So more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. YouTubers, like I said, we're kind of stuck at 1,417 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate that. Trying to get to 2,000 by the time the Super Bowl rolls around. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Tell me to go subscribe to Sports with Strawberry Ice. I would greatly appreciate it. And I didn't get to this. We got the Crosstown Shootout coming up um, Saturday. And it is at 8.30 on FS1. It'll be a very good game. I cannot wait to get to it. That's the only Cincinnati sport we have going until uh, the Bengals play. This used to be a huge deal in the city. It's still a pretty big deal. It's not It's not to where it was when we had Huggins and, and, uh, and, and Pete Gillen and those guys. But I think Wes Miller is going to bring the Bearcats back <laughs> Mick Cronin, his record against Xavier wasn't very good. I hope Wes Miller turns it around and we get a win on Saturday. I cannot wait. I'm excited. Hopefully I'll get uh, Terry Nelson on the show here sometime soon. Oh, and prayers for Herb Jones and his family. Unfortunately, Herb passed away this past week. Great Bearcat member of the Final Four team. So, Terry, if you're watching, prayers to you and your family and friends and all your teammates. You lost a teammate. He's gone way too soon. So keep Herb and his family in your thoughts and prayers. And other than that, as my boy, Jeremy, Dimebag These Nuts, likes to say, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? And that's just sports, baby. We're going to college football playoffs. Can't wait. See ya! Let's go, baby! We're going to college football playoffs! Let's go, Bearcats! Let's go, Bearcats! Let's go, Bearcats!